Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Evening, everyone. Afternoon, good night, whatever you want to call it, everybody. It is 31st of January, transfer deadline day. And myself and Patty just decided we'd pop on to see maybe there might be Mustafa Salifu lurking out there from uh, some uh, Lithuanian third division team that might be coming towards Aston Villa tonight. And uh, hopefully we'll be on to catch lightning in a bottle. But no, I'm only joking. Um, I suppose we just wanted to pop on. To have a quick word, have a quick look, uh, and look, I suppose, at the transfer window as a whole, and uh, I suppose discuss not just Aston Villa, but also some other transfers that have gone down, and maybe maybe try and figure out who's had the best transfer window of all. But before we do that, Paddy, you're back. I'm back. back. Was I gone long? It felt like I've gone a long time. Is it, is it two weeks? Could be two weeks, Paddy. Could be. Working Could be. hard. What can working you do? Hard. Yeah. It's contrary to belief. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't think anyone can work during transfer window month. You know, it's tough work. It is. It's it, it, it's tough work to try and work when transfer window month is on because what well, I find it anyway, and you know what? I'm going to be really honest. I'm going to miss it. I always do. And I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to miss... <laughs> Seeing something at ten o'clock from uh, Fabrizio Romano or from whoever from Villa Report, and then going, "Oh, balls! I have to go out now and I have to do up a fucking stat sheet now for this fella, just in case he signs, so I have it ready to do it to do a video." But uh, I'm yeah, going to miss doing that. Telling lawyers, this is your favorite month of the year. You love that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, but like I, I love it. Like I absolutely love it, and I'm gonna miss doing that. But like I think what it is is like, but there's still when you're panned out on the couch and you've got one leg in the air and you've got, you know, and you 
you're going, oh, the effort now to try on the shoes, go out to the go out to the podcast in Boudoir and to rattle through some statistics for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> and then you do it, and then you're going, you know what, that's actually quite good because I didn't know how good that guy was. I didn't know how he compared to this person or whatever. And you know what, I might continue to do it over the course of the season. Bit of crack. You know, if you guys want it, let me know. And we'll, we, we can do um, comparisons and we can... Maybe look at who would be a good fit. And never know, I might catch lightning in a bottle. And the reason I talk about that is because we very nearly did, Paddy. We very nearly were this close to getting Rodrigo Bentoncourt. This close. <coughs> Me just mentioning it in a podcast, and all of a sudden, boom, we're coming into existence. But it never happened. Never happened. But regardless of who it was, I think that's the only disappointment of this transfer window. Is to, like This transfer window, the last one, the one before... I don't know how long those Villa fans are talking about getting a proper central defensive midfielder in there. I don't mean proper is the wrong word. You know, a, a tried and trusted central defensive midfielder and be that back up to Marvellous or or to, you know, upstage Marvellous and let Marvellous be the back up. Whatever it is, we've been crying out for that for the last few transfer windows. It's quite obvious Stephen Jarrett wants Douglas Louise to play higher up the pitch. So... I'm a little bit baffled that it hasn't been done. But look, I'd rather we get the right man in the summer than get another fix for this one. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a strange few days waiting to see what would happen and a little bit annoying that Spurs got him today. Um, it is what it is. We'll move on. We'll, we've just got to trust whatever, whatever we have now because it doesn't look like we're going to bring in anything else. Um, I kind of zoned out the last couple of days because... I have a guy who sends me everything and then I have you, Neil, that sends me everything. So I decided to turn off notifications as much as I could because I was just so bloody busy. So, uh, yeah, it's it was a great first half of the transfer window. Uh, quiet second half, but let's face it, what we've brought in is absolute class. Yeah, and we'll get on to that. And I suppose we'll go back and we look at everything. But I suppose just to kind of address the, the Benton Gore piece, I, I, I know, well... I'm going to say from, for, yeah, look, I've got it on quite good authority that we were very, very close on it. Um, not that I know much, not that I know anything. It's, like, it's nothing to do with getting anything from Villa, but having a good, good authority, we were really close. And I also have a good authority that, that Antonio Conte walks on water in around Turin and in Italian football <laughs> in general. Um, around Italian, oh, I, think we've, I think we lost our camera there, Paddy, somehow. Um, but around Turin in general, and I think that that had a lot to do with uh, with Bentancur going to, to to Spurs. That it was look, we're going to get out pulled by some people, you know, and that's fine. Mm. You know, that's fine for where we are in the project at the moment. And we're going to we're going to we're going to have pull for other players like Coutinho comes to Aston Villa because of the pull of, pull of Steven Gerrard, mm. and then yes, con conversely, Antonio Conte has the pull for Rodrigo Bentancur. And, and that's cool. That's okay. It's not a negative. It's not a negative in Aston Villa or anything. That's just where we are in our process at the moment. Yeah. And to be and, honest and look, with you, no, no one I'm, wants, I'm no one okay with No one has spores do their business. Chances are this guy is probably gone on less wages than he would have got at Aston Villa. I would bank on that, that this wasn't about money for him. So I, I think it's time that we draw a line under it because people like that, you're just not going to compete with. I have no doubt in my mind that our, our owners and Stephen Gerrard, if they really wanted him, would have paid more than what Daniel Levy is paying. So we were never going to get there in the first place. He'd made his mind up he was going with Conte and that was it. Mm. 
I'm actually more impressed by their, their other signing today, Kudasevsky, who less than 18 months ago was seen as the new wonder kid to replace Cristiano Ronaldo. And then all of a sudden, boom, once again, you look at three managers and four managers in four years. Oh, sorry, three managers in three years. Sorry, two managers in two years because he was a Parma. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's at Spurs on an 18-month loan with an option to buy. And they couldn't get him out the door quick enough because they wanted to get in. Now, granted, look, there's context in this. They're going to have to balance the books to get in an absolute titan in Dusan Vlaovic. Uh, but at the same time, um, I think that if Alvaro Morato decides to go back to Atletico and doesn't stay, that uh, Kuzlevsky stays at, 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 at uh, Juve as well. But now he's gone, and he's gone to Spurs, and I think he's going to be a pretty good player for Spurs because he's. Uh, he, I think he's he's going to sit suit the Premier League a small bit more. But uh, saying that, as I say, it's that's that's once again, I think that's just a, that's another one whereby Italian football absolutely loves Conte, and there's going to be like you know, if you're in that echo chamber, if you're in in that that world or that 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 league, they're going to revere him as high as any other manager in. in, in in world football because of what he's done in Serie, in Serie A over the last however so long. Mm. And uh, it's going to be very tough to pull from there. And as I said, that I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I don't really mind losing out in Rodrigo Bentancourt. And I think that Aston Villa, um, Stephen Gerrard said it. And, you know, when someone tells you something, believe them. Because he said it, he goes, look, unless the right person is there, we're not just going to buy panicky. And they obviously wanted Bentancourt. They couldn't get him, and mm. they didn't panic, and they didn't buy someone else. And and as as has been reported today, and a couple of people have it in the comments there, and we're going to get we're going to get to some comments in a moment. You know, Basuma was uh, linked again today, but everybody knows my views in Basuma. I just never felt we were going to plunk up uh, fifty million on any player. Never yeah. mind, uh, use Basuma, and, and and I still stand by if we are going to spend fifty million on a player that you know. You could go. You you could get players better than Basuma, and that's not saying Basuma is bad. But we, I think, we will go back in for him um, in the summer once more. And actually, I'll retract my statements of if you're going to spend fifty million, you get players better than Basuma. How's about I put it this way? You can get players as good as Basuma for less money. How's about I put it that way? Because that's actually what I meant, not about the fifty million. Okay, my mind goes uh, goes a bit skewed sometimes. Um. But I, I think we we'll go back in for him in the summer, Basuma. Or I think, but I, I, I think that like the murmurings and everything that are there are pretty clear where we're going to be focusing our energy is going to be in that midfield area uh, mm. over the summer. And, and, look, and, and, an and of, um, there's an awful lot of negativity in in on Twitter or whatever about about Basuma, and that's perfectly understandable with with the cloud that's hanging around them at the moment. So. I think we're right if we're going to sign him to let that run its course before we go spending that kind of money. That's why I could never see it happening from day one. The 1st of January, I couldn't see it happening. So my money was actually on Bubakar Kamara because I think we would have got him at a nice price. It was it was a worthwhile gamble. I think if Ben Tancor, I don't know what price they put on him. Was it 40 million today? I heard somebody say. Who? Ben Tancor? Yeah. 19 million plus six. 19 plus, that's that's decent money. Like, and we probably would have got Bubakar Kamara for less than that. So, that that was my thinking behind it. But anyway, I think it's time to move on. <laughs> yeah, look, but and and look, we can't sign them. Well, that's not to say we can't sign. There's no around 15 minutes left in the window. Um, mm. and Glenn Kamara can sign up until well, Glenn, there's only 50. Was it is it 11 o'clock? 
No, it's midnight for Scotland. So keep keep on watching Sky Sports. They're gonna keep you watching until twelve o'clock just to make sure Glenn Kamara doesn't find his way down uh, from Rangers to to a medical around Birmingham somewhere. Um, I not that I think that's gonna happen. Though. For the last um, minute, so anyway. but no, I told I told you that we're going to go straight through until the eighth of February because because uh, if because uh, that's when the Turkish transfer window closes and Trezeguet might be going to that that uh, Istanbul Bashaktir that I can never pronounce team. So we have to go. We, look, if we're going to cover it, we're going to cover it, Paddy. So uh, you're in for the long haul in this one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I, I suppose just going back onto the Basuma thing. Um, like the summer is going to be huge for an awful lot of things, I think, for for this club, uh, and I think we've been smart. Actually, we, we can tie in the two about the deals that we've done uh, on the incoming side because I do want to go through the outgoing side as well that we've had. And I know everyone wants us to talk about Matty Target, and we will. But there's also other things as well, and I think the strategy of 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 how we've let players go. I've got a bit of a contrary to to, to what a lot of people think about that as well. But um, on the Basuma piece. And coming to coming to the um to to the summer, um there's a lot of decisions to be made. Like, do we keep Coutinho? Do we spend the 30 million on Coutinho? Like I think that's actually the more I think about it, the more that I'm okay with a loan to buy option on him. Um, because I think we will exercise the the buy option on him. But now I can't wait until the Leeds game to see how he actually plays because we've seen 60 minutes of him at United at um, Everton where he was only all right. And we saw 15 minutes of him, 20 minutes of him at United where he was really, really good. And I'm looking forward to seeing the next four or five games of him and that's, to, and that's to, to really get a view of him. With him, we do need to take a spread of games because you couldn't really judge him on the Everton game the way they actually choked the game out of there. And he just, he just couldn't find any space or room. So, um, he had plenty of room against the inferior Man United, but you can get any space against the defensive mind of that Everton, who are much better drilled and much better in the fight to 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 cope with the likes of him. So it, it will be interesting over the next few games. I'm looking forward to getting over there and seeing him in person. Um, yeah, and and I suppose when we look at it, uh, Lucas Dina's come in and arguably put up two man of match performances for us from the left back position, created an awful lot more going forward at the left back position than we've seen from the left back position, I'd say, nearly ever at Aston Villa. Going back to Alan Wright, Steve Staunton, um, you know, that type of uh, that type of left back, and and, and that's not belittling my target, it's just a you know, it's it's just a fact, it's what what you see on the field, you know. Mm. Um, Dina is a much more progressive player in going forward and and uh, and creating chances and shot-creating actions and stuff like that. And we've seen it in the two games, which is fantastic. Like, like it's positive, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to come out and say it. We've improved our team immeasurably over the course of this transfer window. Actually, I was just listening. I was just watching Sky, Sky Sports News inside, and they had three people sitting on a couch, and they said, who had the best transfer window of all? And Caves said Liverpool, which I'll be honest with you, I'm not even quite quite 100% sure did he even give it any thought because Liverpool <laughs> bought one player. Yes, he's a very good player, but I'm not quite sure he gave it any thought. Um, and the other two people said said Villa. Mm, I'm not sure Cave gives anything any thought to be honest. He just keeps spouting. <laughs> I don't mind him. I know, I know he's a divisive type of character, and I know he's had some Twitter Twitter battles and stuff like that. But look, he is what he look, he's what he is. And, and and he's there every day and stuff like that. But I, I and Liverpool did buy a banger of a player. But uh um, you know, Villa have improved, I think, more than any other team in the league. 
and that, that's a fair thing to say, you know. Yeah. And and like we've spoken about Dina and and, and Coutinho, like uh, Callum Chambers. Can, like like, uh, well, remember Paddy? Do you remember when we signed Tyrone Mings? Did you think Tyrone Mings was going to go on and captain our club, play for England, and play centre half for this club? Maybe the centre half part you probably did, but did you? Did you really think that when we signed him on loan in the Championship? I certainly did not. I certainly mm. did not. He's come a long way since then. And uh, if you want to go down the road of, of Callum Chambers, I'm actually pretty excited about having him there. And I don't mean that in a Philip Coutinho kind of way. I just yeah. think I just think he's going to be a decent player to have around the side. Um, he's he's youngish. Um, probably hasn't played enough football for my liking over the last few years. It's probably since he was at uh, Fulham. So... Um, I don't expect to see him week in, week out, but um, he's a decent footballer. Um, he's a great, great passing range. Um, very, very um, cool and calm on the ball. There's a lot. There's a lot to be said for what we're after getting in that deal. Um, a player that has played a lot of time at centre midfield um, can play right back. Although I wouldn't be too comfortable with it. Plus, he's a backup centre half. And that was something we needed as well. So to bring a player of that caliber in for free, admittedly the wages are probably more than you would expect for a backup player. But I'm sure that's offset against not having to pay a fee for him. Yeah, and, and look, look, guys, I'm not. I haven't even checked the comments, but I'm sure someone is saying, "Ah, Neil, you can't compare Callum Chambers to Mings." Well, the reason I did that was because Mings was coming off two very bad injuries, and also, the fact that Paddy, question time with Paddy. Paddy, give me off the top of your head, ballpark. How many Premier League games do you think Tyrone Mings had played before he joined Aston Villa? Uh, very, very few. Uh, That's not a number, Paddy. I'm going to have to ask you for a number. He, did he even have any? He did. Uh, 10? I don't know. 17. 17 over one, two, three, four, over four seasons for Bournemouth. <laughs> He played one in 15, 16, seven in 16, 17, four in 17, 18, and five in 18, 19. Then he joined us in the championship where he played 15 games. And since then, he's played 33, 36, and 18. And, and the, reason, the reason I'm getting at that is that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of systems and kind of catching, catching lightning in a bottle. Mings has gone through two, did he, has he gone through three managers? Was he signed? By Stephen, was he signed by Steve Bruce? No, he wasn't. He was signed by by, by Dean Smith. Um, he was signed by Dean Smith. Um, but he's gone through two managers. And what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say here is that you know, Steve, uh, Dean Smith brought him in, and Dean Smith had a vision for him to play a centre half and got the best out of him. You know, he, he he squeezed the juice out of him that made him um, into the player he is now. And whether you like him or not, or whether you think he's a liability, or whether you want to, you know, get into the TikToks about him passing the ball out over the line and stuff like that, and or, or, or whatever, whatever you think of Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings had played 17 Premier League games prior to that, prior to prior to joining us, and now he has played. Um, I'm just trying to do a quick tot up here in my head. 87 Premier League games for Aston Villa, and he's gone on to win however many uh, England caps that he's won. So, what, as, as 16 England caps, by the way. Um, so, what I'm saying is that here is Callum Chambers only needs a chance. And look, let's just say that is reinvigorating himself or re, re uh, inventing himself as a defensive yeah. midfielder. Maybe that's what he needs to do because Tyrone Mings was a left back. 
it's a very very good comparison because you know they're two they're two similar albeit one is right footed they're similar type players um obviously he's not as big as as Mings but uh with regard to trying to resurrect your career it's exactly the same move as Mings had three and a half years ago or whatever it was or three years ago so that's actually a really really good comparison so I think if he goes on to do what Mings did, I think we'll be looking at a really good player there. Callum Chambers has never played outside the Premier League. And that look, that's not a barometer of anything. That's not a barometer of anything to go by. I'm sure and if course, I was to type in Neil Redfern I, and how many Premier League st- starts he has, he probably has <laughs> over 100, you know. And look, Neil Redfern, fine player back in the 90s or whatever, but he was never going to get a sniff of anything, you know, with likes of Barnsley and, and Bradford and, and, and the like. Was it was it Premier League that he played with Fulham when he was Player of the Year? Premier League for Fulham, Player of the Year, thirty-one games, two goals, one assist. Nineteen, uh, two thousand eighteen, nineteen. Uh, and if memory serves me correct, most of those were at central midfield. They were. Um, I I don't have the breakdown here. I don't have. Uh, yeah. Uh, I could I, get. I, I could go, get it, but it take me five minutes. Yeah, I'd actually go as far as saying they were all at central midfield. I could be wrong there, but that's that's mm. my recollection of it. Yeah. And, uh, well, look, as I say, we're not expecting him to tear up trees, but all I'm saying is that, like, mm. if he was to come in for 10 games this season, or if he was to come on in 10 games or have 10 appearances, let's just say, over the course of the rest of the rest of the, the, the league uh season, and he contributes for free transfer, that's that's you know, it's, I, I it, it's a no brainer. It kind, it kind I of speaks for itself. Those uh, comments anymore, but, but can you see Johnny Fitz's comment there at the end? Can you not analyze him? Chambers is a safe signing. Cost nothing coming in at an ideal age for a defender, but likely not getting into the starting team. Yeah, I agree. I think that sums it up in a few words. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's another one here. Guys, we, we'll actually go to some some comments and then we'll come back to our own uh, our own murmurings because I feel like I'm having just having a chat with Paddy here, which is fine, which is fine too. Uh, Misha says, South Stafford Chambers, he had the most interceptions per 90 when playing defensive midfield for Fulham. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, 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 I'm sure. Uh, what's this about? I'm not sure. I'm sure he's won a couple of FA Cups. Chambers. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. He has. Yeah. Dan N says uh, Callum had a loan at Middlesbrough. Yeah, and Middlesbrough. That was sixteen, seventeen. Were they in the Premier? They were in the Premier League. I think sixteen, seventeen, five years ago. No, they haven't been for years. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe that's the one time he stepped out of it. Could be wrong. Wikipedia, just have his Wikipedia open here, and Wikipedia says he played in the Premier League that time, 24 games in the Premier League. I don't know. Um, let's see what else we have. I'm going to go back up to the top because I feel like I've uh, I've, I feel like I've missed loads. Uh, Cloudy with a chance of UFO says, can't believe we've loaned our target to Newcastle, to be honest. The direct rival thought we were getting some squad depth going. Disappointed that we haven't done a deal for a backup central defensive midfielder today as well. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to, to, to that when we speak about the outgoings. Um, Horelio uh, says, say Newcastle are a direct rival of Villa, sort of does Villa down. We're not in a relegation battle. We're looking up. Second half of the season, finished 10th or above. Um, 
AJ, once again, I'm going to get to this because I this this is an interesting one as well. We need we really need to do better at selling players because this loan and running players contracts down thing is not sustainable. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I just have a take on it. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just have a take on it. Um, and I have a take on, on the league as well, where the league is coming from with this. Because if you look throughout the course of the league today, there wasn't a lot of money, massive money spent outside of... Uh, even Newcastle didn't spend massive money today. They bought Dan Byrne for $13 million. They loaned in Matty Target. And uh, they didn't get your man, the young fellow from Stad Reem or Rem or whatever it's called. Um, they didn't do massive, massive... They couldn't get Jesse Lingard. You know, so Newcastle... Like, <sighs> if you're going to say a left-back and a big, tall left-back that they're going to play a centre-half, uh, uh, you know, are, are really going to bolster them. And who's to say they don't they don't pip somebody you know before the end mm. of the end, end of the window? We will bring that to you. I suppose someone's going to need to tell me if someone signs anyone because my phone's just gone dead. <laughs> I, I I make well, a shit with Fabrizio Romano because my phone has just gone dead. Um, <laughs> we'll go back to uh, the comment that was made by that ex Ireland international about how hard it was to attract people to Newcastle. I guess he was kind of right when you look at what they've signed. You know, with the amount of money they have and the wages, they'd probably look to pay people. So. Yeah, it's it's been a bad window for them unless they go absolutely bonkers in the last sixty-two minutes that they have left to sign players. And it wouldn't surprise me one minute if we see a couple of panic boys, or one bit I'd say if uh, you see a few panic boys from Newcastle. Middlesbrough were in the Premier League in sixteen seventeen. In your face, <laughs> in your face, they got relegated with Hull and Sunderland. I have no recollection. Of that, I've no recollection of them actually being in the Premier League. I was thought I was banged to rights there with that, that, but they were. They were in the Premier League. Uh, apparently, they went sixteen matches without winning. Um, I've no idea who their manager would have been then either. Either Karanka. I nearly need to find out, but I don't want to go clicking there because we're in the middle of a podcast and that's unprofessional. Um, uh, this is a nice one. This is a good one. Yeah. So let's we forget as well that not just the incoming signings that we did, oh, but yeah. time players down. Big business. You know, big business. This was Emmy, arguably our biggest signing of all. Um, outside of like Emmy, oh jeez, I did it again, didn't I? I can never get my left and right uh correct on this. But outside of signing Coutinho, who let's be honest to ourselves, is our biggest is our biggest signing, I suppose, our most uh, long-reaching signing would have to be Emmy Martinez, considering how much we've locked him up, how long we've locked him up for now, um, considering the the value the uh, contract that that length will bring, and uh, the fact that literally when he signed it, and I know we've had people sign it and say that they love the club and that they love where the club is going, and next thing, six weeks later, feck off to to Man City. But um, Emmy Martinez, you know, spoke very very highly as well, and all that stuff kind of counts. So fair play on that one as well. Um, Skate says, surprised we loaned out Matt Target and Steer. I agree with you above though. 7.5 seems reasonable. I don't mind holding out until the summer to get to go big and essential defensive midfielder. I think Steven Gerrard and, and, and Johan Lange and all those were the same because I think I think maybe Nakamba is a bit closer to coming back than maybe we think. I have nothing to base that on. haven't seen it or read it anywhere, but I yeah. think I did remember mm. somebody said that he would be back Late February, start of March, and maybe they're pinning their their hopes on that for him to be back. Well, you got to think so, and and to be fair, you got to give him a chance too because he was, he was exceptional when Jared came in first. So yeah, um, I think I think I remember saying 
before he got injured that he was the one that benefited the most from Steven Gerrard in those four few games. So uh, the system, imagine how much time he's going to have with the likes of Coutinho and Buendia in front of him. <laughs> He'll yep. be nearly uh, drinking a cup of tea and lighting a fag while he's doing it. <laughs> I'd pay money to see Marvellous in the canvas walking a fag. I don't know why. I, I think that would be absolutely hilarious. Could you imagine if there he just lights up a Rockman's in the middle of the field and just starts puffing away? <laughs> I don't know why. I'd find himself and Douglas Luis sitting down on two deck chairs watching Coutinho and Emmy Mart- Emmy Bundia pass it around between each other up top. Uh, that would be that would be funny. Um, Owen says, I, Owen Bradley says, I'm pleased with our business. I think we can now get the defensive midfielder we want in the summer. Would have preferred it to be now, but the deal isn't right. What can you do? This is a good point. This is a good point. You can't plug. Well, you can, but you, I think it's so pivotal that we get the right person to play a defensive midfielder or the right type of person. And I think Benton Court could have been that person. So don't get me wrong. Like if we'd signed him, I would probably be here in. I don't know, Braveheart face paint running around the place like an absolute lunatic at the moment. But uh, um, I think it's important. And I, th- I think if the person isn't there for defensive midfielder, I think you do kind of wait for him. And look, they'll come, like I, I know it's, that could come back and bite you in the arse and then say, what happens if the person, the right person is never there? You know, you're going to have to get off the pot and, and, and sign someone at some stage. But I think that I, I think it's pivotal, and I think it is pivotal to how the, how the team plays to get the right defensive midfielder in there. Because I don't think that you've got four or five shots. As in, what I mean by it is that teams to to sell on a defensive. So let's just say you go away. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to use Basuma for fifty million as an example here. Now, don't get me wrong. My preface to this is if we I know Basuma is a good player. Okay, I really do. I know he's a really good player. And I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but let's say we bought him for 50 million and he flopped in our system. We are never getting even a morsel of that 50 million back because he's a defensive midfielder. Whereas if you go in and you buy an attacking midfielder or a striker and they flop, you can still get some sort of money back on them because people think that they can retool these guys and get them into a system. Striker, well, attacking midfielders and wingers particularly, and you can get money back on them. Whereas, like, really defensive midfielders, you're only as good as your last game because it's an unsexy, it's the, it's the most unsexy position in the field. And I think I think that getting the right one is pivotal. And I would love one. I would have loved one. As I say, I'm, I'm pinning my colours to the mast. I would love Bentoncourt. I would love, everybody knows my 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 uh, my crush is on uh, Czech Decore. But they, they didn't come in. So I think if you're going to sit back, it's been three years now waiting for a defensive midfielder mind as well. So... It's been three years, but what I would say is it's three years of evolution of this team as well. So um, th- I think the summer is going to be heavily dominated by that type of player, a six, a six coming in into the team, uh, just like the last few weeks have been as well. Um, and I'm very much of that opinion as well that I would have preferred it now. I think we all would because we're all impatient. Human nature is to be impatient. But if we have to wait until the summer for the right person, well, then so be it. And, I, and I'm very confident Three years of waiting will probably be over in this summer. That's that's how confident I'll be for for a defensive midfielder. Um, but yeah, uh, a couple of people ranking it seven out of ten seems to be seems to be the going rate for the for the window so far. Uh, anybody else want to put in a ranking for the window for the, for what they think the window is there in uh, 
in the comments before we get on to the outgoings of players. So the players who've left the club. Uh, anyone want to give a rating? I've seen a lot of 7 out of 10, 7.5 out of 10. There's a one that I think we get people off their seats. I reckon we might try for Phillips this summer. That would be ambitious. I think if we're trying for Phillips, I think so is half half of Europe. But th and that's not to say we, we we couldn't entice him. But I think if 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 any other club got the sniff that we were trying to sign Phillips, I think that there will be Brinks trucks speeding to Yorkshire to try and uh, unload their wares upon his doorstep. Um. Yeah, it's, de it's definitely one we'd, we'd all love to have, but absolutely, whether we'd have that opportunity to do it, who knows? Hmm. Absolutely. Any more of them there? Seven out of ten? I'll just go down here. Six out of ten. Stevie says six out of ten. Eight out of ten. Seven out of ten. Eight out of ten. Seven out of ten. 8 out of 10, 8 out of 10. Yeah, so somewhere around 7.5 out of 10, I think, is 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 where it's coming from. Um, I think that's about fair. I think I it's think fair. That, yeah, yeah. We, we'll get on to the people that went out, but I think that's the only thing that's dragging it down for me. Um, you know, I've said what I've said about that defensive midfielder. If it wasn't right, there was no point in bringing in a stopgap, so I was okay with that. A little bit disappointed with uh, today, but we'll get to that in a while. We'll get to that. So, a couple of people... A couple of people went out the door today. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to start with the person that I'm small. I'm, I'm probably the most disappointed has gone out, and I shouldn't be at all because I thought maybe as Rodrigo Ventecourt was going to um, was going to to Juventus that maybe kind of Chambers might be that defensive midfielder, and it might kind of I'll be able to sit here tonight and go, yeah, well, he's going to be there, and this is what people see him as, and he's going to be that auxiliary defensive midfielder, but now he's covering three positions. But I thought Kane, Caden, Hessler. I was disappointed to see him go out to MK Dons, but I was also happy to see him go to MK Dons at the same time, because I thought to myself, you know, listen, he, he would be adequate right back cover, and yes, if he wasn't performing, we could always push Chambers in there, or push Chambers back in there, but then maybe we would get a clearer vision that maybe Chambers is being used in that defensive midfielder, and it would tie up a lot of questions, because I wrote earlier on that you know it's a good it's a good transfer window, but yes, there are questions. But there, you name me a club in this Premier League that do not have questions over their team at this moment in time, including Manchester City. People are asking Man, Man, about Man City about why they spent one hundred million pounds on a player that can't even get in the field, which is absolutely a mental question to ask because they just literally accumulated the best talent in probably in Europe. But anyway, that's completely for a different different conversation. But for me, the questions are. You know, is, and getting Ken Caden Hessler out to play games is obviously the reason why they sent him out on loan. But uh, he wouldn't have taken up a, a space in the 25. And uh, it wouldn't have left us having one player covering, covering potentially three positions in Callum Chambers right back and uh, centre center midfield and centre and centre back. Although I don't believe he's going to be a defensive midfielder. And we wouldn't be left with Manny Taggart going out with Ashley Young having to cover left back. Central midfielder, number 10 mm. position. And that's kind of what annoys me a small little bit is that we're like one player would have tied up two more positions there and would have allowed us. Yes, I like the versatility the players have, but it's just the, the nature of having to depend on a 37 year old to cover three positions and have to depend on a 27 year old who has played sparingly over the course of the last six years in the league to, to cover another three positions for me is 
It's a question. It's not a negative. It's just a question, I think, more so than anything else. Yeah, it's... It, it, I'm, I'm not overly disappointed. I, I, I think Gerard has had him for a few weeks. He's been able to see him in training, and he'd obviously decided he was going out. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed he, he brought him back because he was having the time of his life at Swindon. He, he was he was loved, and I think that's important as a young footballer. Um, I hope MK Dons treat him with the same respect. Um, MK Dons is a brilliant club, run exceptionally well. I think Aurelio Gomez mentions it there, a lovely stadium. It's a nice place to play football, but the standard of football isn't isn't the best. I watched them recently. I think it was an FA Cup game. So, look, I hope he goes there and gets the same kind of love and the same kind of respect that he got at Swindon because I think that's vital for his development. And obviously, goes yeah. and tears up the same series that he did at Swindon. That's it, yeah. And he has gone up a league. That's a good point. You know, he's gone up a league as well, which is which is good for him. And uh, he will get time there at, at, at MK Dons. No, look, I completely understand why he's gone out alone. Like that's that's as obvious as, as, as the nose in my face. But um, you see, as I say, just for the questions for our own squad, when he didn't come towards the twenty five, we could have kept him around, developed him. We could have yeah. developed him here. Yes, he might not have got the game time, but for me, it's it's the what if and the mitigation factors of of, of what's going to happen. Now, here I am sending somebody like a Hayden Lindley short, or maybe like a, a a young Tim short. Maybe they really believe that Tim that, that, that Tim can do a job in defensive midfielder. And I know we haven't seen him play, but like it's. If, if he's only an auxiliary player that comes in for two or three games or whatever like that, it's, you know, he was so highly thought of at West Brom that last year in the relegation season, they wanted him to play. Um, mm. They wanted him to play like 10 matches into the season. They wanted him to play. And he's a year older now and he's a year bulked up, but he's more he's stronger and stuff. So so maybe there yeah. is something there. Maybe there's something there that we're not thinking of. Yeah. And look, and look it, it is, it, it's vital for the development of a player like Kessler to go and play football. And just that's my worry that he goes up a league and doesn't play as much football. Um, I didn't get a chance to have a look at what they have in their squad. So I'm presuming he's going there. Phil, Paddy, Phil, and I'll tell you, talk more about him there and I'll tell you. <laughs> um, just, just a little bit of like young Tim, as we call him, a rugby. Yeah. Um, you'd have to think he has something about him that he hasn't been sent out on loan because you would imagine that a guy that was constantly in Gerard's first team squad is definitely got to, got to be considered to go somewhere on loan. So he obviously sees something in him to keep him there. So um, I've seen him, I've seen him a number of times at underage uh, or under 23s or whatever. He looks like a decent player. Unfortunately, that under 23s team is a little bit ragged. They were beaten again tonight. They just can't put a settled team out on the pitch. So that, that seems to be hampering them a little bit. But um, yeah, it's it, it's 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 unfortunate that Kessler isn't isn't there as backup. But I think it's important that he plays football for his development. He's still a little yeah. bit raw. Remember, we had this conversation before, flying into tackles, getting caught out of position, uh, all out attack at times, as we as we saw in the, the FA Cup, youth FA Cup final. So look, uh, Gerard knows best. Um, but that's not that's not the one that annoys me the most today. Just on the on on MK Dons have a nice little team. <laughs> you know, it's like they're they're a young team. They're actually a really, really young team. I think like they're tiny, they have a tiny squad. They have a tiny okay. squad, but um 
it's 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 an interesting one. I he he will get options. He will he will get game time mm. at um, MK Dons, but just on a completely completely selfish note, I completely forgot that they'd sign Connor Coventry on loan from uh, from West Ham, being an Irish uh, Irish mm. under twenty one, and obviously they've got Troy Parrott there as well. So um, interesting, interesting, interesting yeah. one there. I, I once woke up in that stadium. I like telling that story, but it, there's actually a hotel in the stadium. But I uh, dropped my bag in the room, went to a sales conference, got drunk, woke up the next morning and realized that when I stepped out of my room, I was actually in a corporate box. <laughs> All right. <So. laughs> okay. It was one of those stadiums that they built a hotel in. <laughs> yeah. You know, Pete Winkleman making making as much money as he possibly can, renting out the, the corporate boxes. Um, yeah, so look, I suppose let's uh, let's talk about Jed Steer as well. Jed Steer gone to Luton. Um, I think the writing was always on the wall there with regards to to a loan move for Jed Steer. Um, it is interesting though because Stephen Gerrard did say that he wanted three or maybe he sorry it was rumored he said because I don't think he ever said it in a press conference at, ever at any stage any time that he wanted three um, senior goalkeepers at the club. Obviously, you know, he doesn't, but they've brought in Robin Olsen. So, Steer has gone out to Luton. I wonder, did Steer ask to be to, to, to get game time? It wouldn't surprise me. Um, but he's gone to Luton. I wish him all the best uh, there at, at Luton. And um, I hope he does his very best there for for them and, uh, and, and gets a lot of game time. But obviously, the Matty Target one, Paddy. Um, Matty Target has gone to, gone to Newcastle today. They kind of started a break yesterday. And then all of a sudden it happened. And it was like it was like broke yesterday and woke up this morning. It was a given he was gone. You know, it was a case of yeah. look, this is gonna happen. Um talk to me about that one because there's a lot on Twitter about him pushing for a move, not having the, the stomach for the fight. I think there's a bit more nuance to this than than that in, a, in some way, shape, or form. I don't know enough about it though. Yeah, I find it hard to believe that if he was pushing for a move, it would be in public domain unless one of the coaches have said it because surely that's that's a conversation you'll be having privately in the manager's office uh, I don't buy into that but I do worry that if Luca Dean was to pick up suspensions or uh, get heaven forbid injured touch wood it won't happen but we're like a left back I thought the whole purpose was to bring someone in to challenge Matt Target we've obviously brought someone in who's an upgrade on Matt Target. Um, I would have hoped he had the, the stomach for the fight. Um, maybe he doesn't. M- maybe he was forced out. Who knows? Absolutely no way. Where are we going to find out? Thanks very much in your head, Change Man. Um, change, and he asked a question there, actually, which is quite quite pertinent to what we're discussing there. Are you slightly worried about Dini's defending? He's great going forward, but his tackling has been a bit suspect in the games he's played so far. And... Uh, uh, I I I don't think I've come away from any game going thinking that he's been a, been poor in defence. Really, uh, he is great going forward, but I don't, I don't think he's been poor poor in defence either. And and that's been up against Manchester United, and um and, and bear that. in mind when I mentioned uh, <laughs> talking about him missing games, I mentioned suspensions first before I mentioned injuries, which I think is more likely that he picks up a suspension because he does fly into tackles. And you know what? I'm okay with that as long as he's not giving away scorable free kicks or penalties. Um, so 
he is my type of defender. I like him, but quite rash in the tackle. And he's not going to change at this stage of his career. No. Um, and the Maddie, Maddie Target one, I don't know enough. I'm not going to wade into the whole, did he have the stomach for a fight uh, or whatever. I'm not going to wade into that. Look, mm. um, to be honest with you, players should play football. You know, players should want to play football. And if that's a, if that's away from Aston Villa, I don't have a bad word to say about Maddie Target. Um, I don't have a bad word to say about him either. I, I, I'm more worried. I didn't mean that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm only worried about our backup. And that's exactly if it. If, if he's willing to come and, and, and fight for his position, he should have been kept there. And that's the only reason I would think, yeah, he probably asked to go to play football because he knows that there's a lot of love there for Luca Dean and he's not going to overthrow him. I th- and I think you, I think you'd have to make a reasonable. You'd have to draw the line between A and B in that very very easily. You know that that this isn't something that Stephen Gerrard went and and Johan Lang went. Yeah, Matty, you know what? You're not part of it. Off you go. I think this is a case of, you know what? In 26 years of age, I can't I, I? And I've played pretty regularly in the Premier League. If I start being a bench player, I might not regain a Premier League place for any other team. And I think maybe, look, as I said, he had to look after number one. And he's gone on loan. Who's to say he won't be back? I don't know if there was any obligation to buy. Some people said there was. Some people said there wasn't. You know, yeah, in an ideal world, we want everyone to fight for their place. But I think, I, I think I'm think i okay with Matty Target moving on to Newcastle United because I think he's done enough for us to go with my blessing, considering that he's pretty much nailed down that left back position for the last three years that's two and a half years and yeah he's you know we've 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 brought in Luca Dean you know so like if we mm. hadn't brought in if we brought in somebody who I wasn't convinced is a better left back than Matty Target I'd be a bit more pissed off that but as you said I'm just not sure where I see the minutes from Matty Target this week this year so I can completely understand him being selfish and wanting to move and, and, and I don't have done anything I don't see anything wrong with it myself. Yeah, look, ideally we want him to stay, but and it weakens us. And as I said, I don't like I don't like the idea of Ashley Young playing playing back towards our our, our defense at all, whether it be left back or right back. And I'm quite vocal. I've been vocal about that. I just about stuck him playing left back, certainly not right back. But now we're in a position where because Matty Target is gone, where he's covering now three positions, the Ashley Young yeah. piece, and that's that's where where I'm uncomfortable in that aspect of mm. him covering those three positions because I'd prefer to see him much further up the field. And now we have the potential where he's our feeling left back as well. And for me, I don't like it. it could be yeah. There is a comment there from said Blackmore. I don't know whether you can see it there. It's one of the last ones. Uh, yeah. Check targets comments today. Villa accepted the loan without speaking to him. Didn't see that. No, if, if that, if that's what happened, if that's true. You yeah. Back, you go back to the comments where Stephen Jarrod was saying, that people weren't up for the fight, and that would if that's if that's what he said, that would suggest to me that Gerard has already nailed his colours to the mask with, with targets and said, "Okay, you can go on loan because you're not getting in here by any stretch of the imagination." So that's the only thing. If that if those comments are true and that's what he said, that's the only thing I can think of. I know I can read it, Seb. I just haven't seen it yet. I'm in the middle of in the middle of a podcast. I'm not going to pause it for for twenty minutes while I go and read the read. It. And yes, it will take me twenty minutes to read the article. I can read it. I will go and read it now. I haven't seen it yet. And, and you know and that's Seb all I'm makes, saying. Seb, it makes absolute sense. To, it does. You know, yeah. Look, if that's if that, that that's why I'm saying I don't mind him going. 
That's why I'm not saying he's good for the fight. Yeah. I don't but know. He obviously don't somebody know. somebody else in mind that can play left back, and I I just <laughs> it just baffles me that we've let him go because because of the backup, and you know I hope we don't need it. Mm. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So best of luck, Matt. My target at Newcastle, as I say, he goes at my blessing. I don't, I, I, I prefer him to stay around, but he goes mm. at my blessing for sure. And what for what that matters, probably fuck all. Um, because <laughs> and I'll tell you what, we're, we're gonna find out very quickly if he has a stomach for a fight because they're in a yeah. fight, they, they have to fight their way out of this. So maybe, maybe that's a, a learning exercise for uh, for Steven Gerrard to go and let, let him go and see what he's made of. Maybe he sees he might only get to one or two games should should anything happen with, with Luca Dean. So let him go and fight. See what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um other other people have left over course to the transfer window, Paddy. Amar El Ghazi, uh to Everton, obviously. Um I know we've we've spoken about that before, but I suppose what I'm trying to get at here is the is the strategy. And there was a comment up earlier there previously about um, you know, we need to get better at selling players as opposed to loaning them and waiting for our contracts to run down. And, and there's a lot of merit in that, but we haven't actually sold anyone for any money from my from my memory serves me right. Um or for any significant money, I suppose, really. But we have loaned quite a lot of players. Wesley's gone on loan. Uh Anwar's gone on loan, Matty Target's gone on loan, you know, so there's yeah. uh, Connor Horan's gone on loan. Um so there are people on loan. Um, yeah. what's your views on that, Paddy? Um, I agree, I do agree. Um, the, the likes, like, <laughs> to anyone who regularly listens to me talk about Anwar Al Ghazi, I would not lose any sleep if Anwar Al Ghazi was sold, regardless of the fact he scored 10 goals last season. He's just he doesn't have the stomach for the fight for me, never has, never will. And you know, if he goes to Everton and proves me wrong, so be it. But the likes of him. Should have been shipped out. You know, chances are they could still send Trezeguet to, to Turkey. I'd rather see a fee come in if that's the case. If he doesn't think Trez is up to it, get a fee for him. Um, still think Trez could do a bit of a job for us with the squad we have. Um, if we were to pick up injuries around that part of the, the, the pitch, I reckon he could fill in. Um, but other than that, the younger, the younger guys... Uh, fine with them not selling them just yet the likes of Louis Barry the likes of Kane Kessler um, but Matt Target baffles me if, if, if you're going to let him go on loan you probably should have kept him that's that's what I was thinking so if, if they had have done a loan to buy I would have accepted it a little bit more maybe but there you go <laughs> we'll just never know but look there's players hanging around that squad like a bad smell that probably need to go and you know it's going to be hard to shift them on if they're not getting any football and nobody can see them in the shop window. I think the saving on wages, I think for me, is the big one because we talk about transfer fees and we talk about, you know, net spends and transfer and stuff like that. And, and I saw a tweet today and and Aston Villa have had a 2.4 million or 2.45 million, depending on what, what site you look at. You know, they've had a modest net spend over the course of, of this season so far. Um, and when you look at the players who've gone out, and when you look at the players who've come on, come in, there's there's a, there's a market difference in the in the amount of wages that we're spending on players. So mm. so sometimes the transfer spend, I think, you can balance out 
the sorry, if the transfer transfer spend balances out, you know, you can still have a massive a, a, a bigger outlay because you know, obviously, we bought in. Um, and I'll go back to the summer transfer window here when I talk about this. So I was we were just talking about the loans and stuff like that from this transfer window. It is traditionally more difficult to to, to sell players in, in in January, and there are quite a lot of loans that happen, but. When you go back to the to the summer transfer window, you know, obviously we brought in Emi Buendia, we brought in Leon Bailey. Can't imagine any of them were playing for paying for cheap money. Um, we've re-signed Emi Martinez. Uh, Coutinho obviously is coming in for whatever amount. I know there was there was stuff mentioned at the time um, about uh, uh, about how much he was earning. Um, Luca Dean. You know, people were saying that he wanted to like double his wages from what he was at at, at Everton of one hundred and sixty k a week. Just before he lost over, didn't Coutinho take a decrease to come here? But still, if you take a de- decrease from like whatever he was on, 300 grand, you know, if, even if he's on 150, 160 grand to come here, you know, yeah. I'm what I'm saying is Wesley wasn't on that. Uh, you know, Freddie Gilbert wasn't on that. So the people that have gone out and loaned, uh, Matty Target wasn't on that. So you could probably put Matty Target, Jed Steer, Wesley, Gilbert, Keenan Davis, um, you know, maybe Amor Al-Ghazi, you could maybe bottle all those up together and that will pay for a Coutinho and half a Lucadine, you know, in wages. So I suppose really it's, it's the, save, the saving in wages is, is something I think that is, is from an F, FFP point of view, is, is it's worth mm-hmm. keeping in mind as well that if you are going to bring in players, um, Loaning out some other, loaning out some players and getting the wages off the, off the books potentially can help you in that way, way, shape, or form as well. Because realistically, the transfer fees are are one thing, um, and the way that they're structured, but the, the wages are, are are a completely different beast, uh, I suppose as well. You know, especially when you're looking at operating capital and you're bringing people like Coutinho, um, on loan, um, and who's to say, as I say, that Matt Target doesn't have a stormer of a second uh, second half of the season for Newcastle, and we can sell him if we get the eighteen million back or the twenty or twenty million or whatever back on him. Well, then that's that's a plus point. Um, so I I, th- I think loan is like I'm I'm not too dead down on the the loan as opposed to transfer. Um, but it is uh, it is something that. Uh, I suppose there must be some financial wizardry that comes around with it. And yes, they do, they do, uh, you know, run down our contracts and so on. But it's, um, I just wonder where if if the juice is worth the squeeze with regards to you know taking four or five million for them. Um, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where the the, the money men make the um, determination that if we send them out in loan, can they actually improve their um, their uh, their their value, you know, by playing specifically by playing in the Premier League. If Emery Gazi goes and scores six goals to, to you know between now and the end of the season for Everton, is he worth more uh, than if he used to sit in our bench for Aston Villa? So where is the actuarial kind of determination on that one? I'm not 100 mm-hmm. sure. Um, I, I think that one, sure. it, will, it probably is wages that have put people off because, best of my knowledge, he's on decent wages. So that's what's probably put people off signing him over the last couple of years when he probably could have went. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, talking about other teams, Paddy. I mentioned earlier on there that uh, you know that that well of the three people who were sitting on the couch when I was watching uh, um, Sky Sports News, and they, two of the three said uh, Villa were uh, had the best window. Who do you think had the best window? <sighs> it's okay to say Villa I, as I, well. I, I, 
Well, I, I'm happy with our window. I'm just a bit baffled by today. If if you were to ask me this question last night, I would say our window is 10 out of 10, you know, because it looked like we were going to sign Betancourt and we would have kept Matty Target. And that's the two things that have made me scratch my head today. That supporters come in and took him from under our nose. But uh, to answer your question, yeah, I think I, I'm I'm overly happy with, with our window. And while I haven't really been on top of things the last few days, uh, Spores, it seems, did pretty good business today. But uh, for me, I'm very happy with our window. And I would probably say people have, have uh, really opened their eyes to Aston Villa with the signings we've made. And I'd go as far as saying as our biggest signing is is the long term contract of Emmy Martinez? I think that's absolutely huge for us for the stability. He's pronounced Courtney House. The long term signing of Courtney House, Paddy. <laughs> you mispronounced Courtney House there. You always do that. Yeah. You, you I, I, I had a no, bit of a shudder there because somebody mentioned in the comments about Courtney House playing left back, and just go back to that day where he came on as a sub but left back. I think it was his debut, wasn't it? Wolves. Oh, Even I can't get on board with that one, as I say, and I'm the self-professed conductor of the Courtney <laughs> House Boston bandwagon. I can't get on board with the left back uh, for Courtney House, but um, it's 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 yeah, it's an interesting one. It's it's an interesting one at left back, and I think, as I say, it is the question that people will be asking for sure. Um, uh, Seb actually makes a great makes a great point here. You know, do you know who did have the best transfer window? Bournemouth. Bournemouth did some super business today as well. Yeah, like Todd Cantwell for a song. Um, Kiefer Moore, Cantwell, Nat Phillips. Um, that guy Dembele from Huddersfield. Peterborough. Um, so they, they, did, they did some serious business. And kind of came out of nowhere. We were linked with him for a long time, weren't we? We were. Uh, well, defined well, linked, I loosely, suppose. Loosely linked, but it, was, yeah. it, was, it wasn't as constant as a... Rashika one, but it was constantly me- mentioned Woodman as well. They got yeah, they got who? They got Freddie Woodman. Is Freddie Woodman? I think his name is Freddie, the the goalkeeper for Newcastle. So goalkeeper for Newcastle, goalkeeper. Lookman. Is it Lookman? Lookman Woodman. I can't remember. The the sub goalkeeper from uh yeah, so Lookman. I think it is. Sam says here. Yeah. Uh, do you know who the best named player though that has been signed? And it's just, it only happened in the last hour. Is Brighton have signed Porto Winger, and I'm going to butcher this, but it's going to be some crack to hear to hear a commentator have to say it. Benicio Baker Boite. Benicio Baker Boite, I think is how you pronounce it. But am I trying to say that? And Benicio Baker Boite uh, running down the wing, crossed into Benicio Baker Boite. Great, I'm looking forward to that. There's a massive amount of alliteration, and also you want to have your pop filter on your microphone with the amount of bees that are in there as well. Because uh, um, I don't know anything about him, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, but Brighton have signed him on loan from Porto. Uh, yeah. but I, I've just confused uh, Wood- Woodman with Adabola Lookman, obviously. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I can I can never give out to anybody for butchering names or or confusing things because I'm perpetually confused myself anyway, um. So it's all good. Um, just looking here, having a quick look to see that something hasn't, uh, hasn't dropped in the last few moments. Uh, Jaden Philogene Bades, we didn't even mention about his loan, a great loan to Stoke yeah. at his first start. Uh, first Stoke the week, uh, there during the week and played really well, hit the post. But he's going to have somebody that he's going to be able to supply bullets to in Josh Maja. Uh, is that how you pronounce his name? From Bordeaux was on loan, I think, at Fulham last season. 
um, and started off at, at Sunderland at some stage. Uh, Stoke have signed him uh, on loan for the rest of the season from Bordeaux. Um, anything else in there? Carvalho to Liverpool is done. Fabio Carvalho, that is a super signing for them, considering how well thought of he is. Um, wow, yeah, that is uh, that's they just keep on retooling at that at that top three position, and they're they're uh, Diaz. Oh, Aston Villa have rejected three offers from Douglas Louise with the most recent offer made on transfer deadline day, says David Ornstein uh, via Villa Report. How um, <laughs> what? You couldn't possibly sell him at the moment. Oh he God! Imagine if we sold him. Yeah, I think even I'm, I think we, I, I'd be melting down right now. I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you because um, we're just we just about have what we have um, at the moment, uh, specifically mm-hmm. in that position. Dean Henderson signed for Newcastle apparently. On loan for the rest of the season. Dean Henderson to Newcastle. Good signing yeah. for them. Although, like, goalkeeper wasn't their problem. Dubrovka and Karen Darlow were, were grand. But then again, Dean Henderson is an English international. So, like, yeah. there is, uh, there is that too. I just, yeah. I just ain't seen Newcastle signing anybody. <laughs> yeah. Douglas Louise looks like Villa are going to tie him down to a new long-term contract as well, says Villa Report and David Ornstein as well. So just uh, just one or two pieces on that. Yeah, good good point, actually, as well. We were talking about uh, Jaden Philogene Bidace hitting the post and stuff. Keenan Davis 2-2 two two now. And Cameron Archer coming on, scoring a goal within 12 minutes of his debut for the Preston against, uh, against the Baggies. So that's been fantastic. Um, but I think that... I, I, I think the team, I think Aston Villa have done the best the best business out of this transfer window. I think the players we've brought in have immeasurably made us better. Yes, do we still have the same weaknesses, arguably in the same areas that we had previously? I think that's, I think that's, that's quite, uh, you know, you, you could make that argument that while we've gotten better in some positions, we've stayed the same in others. And, uh, and, and, and that's something that maybe needs to be looked at. Um, and as I say, uh, I think our, I think our squad depth will be tra- will be tested over the next um, over the next however many weeks. Was it sixteen weeks that we still have, or twenty weeks that we still have to play um, in the league? So it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting time. Honorable mentions, I think. As I say, I really like Spurs' business today. Much now as it kills me to say it, I really like Spurs' business today. Um, I really like. The business that uh, actually, do you know what, Patty? And, and, and Jesus, we're touching an hour. Crikey! Never thought that we get an hour out of this. I actually specifically said to Patty, "We'll do this one quickly because when we haven't signed anyone, I'm not really in the mood." But we're an hour in, and uh, Patty, talk to me about Leeds. I was blown away. I Leeds have signed no one, and and I was blown away. I thought that they would definitely sign somebody, or, or but they haven't. And, and and it's only something I realised today. <laughs> that you know, you'd have to think that it's down to finances because it's really, really strange that they haven't brought anybody I, in. Can it be down? To, I don't think they've let anybody out either. They they've held off. Uh, Chelsea were trying to sign Rafinha, and they've held off that one. I'm sure everyone was sniff, sniffing around Phillips. So, yeah, it's a strange one. I, I well, I suppose yeah, it's like they do have. They, look, I suppose. Bielsa has, has has since he's taken over the team, even in the even in the championship, he's liked the likes of the likes of the likes of guys like uh, Shackleton. Um, you know, he really likes Joe Gellhart. Uh, you know, those types of guys, and 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 he's they're like essentially why is it why is it people say it like they're like he's riding dies? 
You know, when you have him in there, the likes of Tyler Roberts, you know, inside there, and he's getting he's getting some results out of them, you know. So mm. so fair play to him. I, I think it's I think it's an interesting one that I as I say, I really thought that they would sign somebody. I really thought that they would sign one or two people and just to kind of retool lap, but they haven't really, you know, they're giving opportunities to the likes of Lewis Bate, who they brought in uh during the summer, and there and as I say, Joe Gellhart. Uh, Crescencio Somerville was somebody who was supposed to be going to Hamburg, which I was I thought was really surprising because that was supposed to be an actual proper transfer. And Crescencio Somerville is somebody who is really really well thought of. I I'm open to correction on the proper transfer as opposed to loan, but uh, that one would have been uh, would have been an eye opener for me. But um, yeah, look, he seems to be trusting his squad and and uh, he seems to have have who he needs. So it'd be interesting to see what leads. But they're. Uh, you know, I, I I think that they're um that they're playing worse than they actually are. They have played worse than they actually are in the opening part of this mm. season. And uh, when they get players back from injury, that we could see a different beast from Leeds again. I've just seen one there that I missed earlier. Julian Alvarez. Oh yeah, I meant to talk about him. I meant to talk about him. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Another one. I'd like to sit on the bench. But oh, I don't think so. Uh, he's, he's gone, gone back. back to, loan. He's gone back yeah, and loan yeah. for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's a strange one. He won't be sitting on any bench because I can imagine that Mister Sterling might uh, might end up in the continent uh, during mm-hmm. the summer, and then it'll be Alvarez. Alvarez yeah, being able to play like board good business. Side. Fourteen million. I think. I think that could be one of the the better signings in the long yeah. term. Yeah. Yeah. What does it yeah. mean for Jack? What does it mean for Jack? Is right. Well, I think. Look, I, I think that they probably that that there's another question in that as well. That did they expect to lose Sterling at some stage? Maybe that he wasn't going to sign his contract. I don't know if he has signed his contract, but um, you know, it's 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 an interesting one for them. Uh, like uh, it, it blows my mind every time I look at Sterling's age. He's only like twenty seven, I think. You know, and that is crazy. Like he, what he's done. It's been absolutely fantastic, you know, and he's only 27 years of age. So if he does go to the continent, he could have another 10 years in him if he's like an Ashley Young type, you know. He'll, so. make, a great, he'll make a great career out there, diving all over the place. He'd be grand. But it's fine. Look, hey, many people do it. Many people do it. And um, you know, who knows, he might even sign mm-hmm. on for Man City again. But it's, uh, as I say, it's, 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 it's one to look at. The people are saying about Arsenal as well in the transfer window. They didn't do much. They signed a trusty centre half, if you'll excuse my pun. Um, they signed a guy called Trusty. Um, he's gone <laughs> back on loan to the Colorado Rapids, and he will, which is a super name, by the way, and it's in itself. And he will be joining us, uh, joining us, joining Arsenal um, on the seventeenth of July, I think, when the when the transfer um, when the registration opens again. But they didn't do an awful lot of work, and they've lost. Excuse me, Aubameyang gone to Barcelona. Um, they loaned out. I, I thought that they were bringing a striker because now they only have Inketia and Lacazette. Mm. And that's a bit that's a bit threadbare considering I thought that they might keep on to uh, Florian Balogun. He's gone to gone to Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough another team with a super super window um for that for, for that league. Balogun and Aaron Connolly um are two rapid signings for them. Uh but the they're shorted striker, yeah. you know, as well. Have we mentioned uh, Christian Eriksen signing for Brentford oh, as well? Yes. Fair play to him. Yes. Good to see him back playing football. You know, you think when some something like that happens, it's the end. So hopefully all his uh, worries are behind him and he, he's able to play football and enjoy it again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, success story, a feel-good story. And, you know, he's 
he's with a team whereby he can go in there and be the maestro of that team and, and really make it tick inside there, you know, and uh, mm. it's it's nice. And obviously the Danish connections that team have as well is uh, as well documented. So, um, you know, that could be something that could be started something brilliant for Brentford, you know, going to uh, obviously a team in the periphery of, of, of London um, getting into the big time. But to be able to sign somebody like Christian Eriksen, your first first year <laughs> in the Premier League, I know, albeit with the circumstances attached is just like that's fairy tale stuff for for Brentford fans and, and hopefully it all pans out for him and for them and still want them to finish below us but uh hopefully they have fun finishing below us if that makes sense um guys I think we're gonna do it I I, I think we're gonna finish it up on that I never thought we'd get anywhere near an hour uh we've talked some uh we've talked some amount and I suppose when you think about it there was a lot to unpack in this as well um but uh it's it, it's it's been an interesting transfer window. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, I think if there is appetite and if you guys like it or if you guys want want to to, to continue to do maybe features on players over the course of the season while we don't have any transfer window, so we're ready for the transfer window. I'd like to continue doing it because I think I'll miss it. Um, no, after the last four weeks, but. Uh, uh, thanks a million for everybody for watching all the videos videos we've put out. Thanks a million for all your kind words. Thanks a million for all the comments. I love the discourse. Um, if anyone feels that maybe I'm too harsh in them when I'm talking to here, don't take it offense to it. I'm not, I don't mean anything. I just have a limerick face. We can be pretty threatening sometimes uh, when our faces <laughs> get going, but uh, I don't mean anything by it. Um, the great news, I think, to come out of this transfer window, Paddy, is that I am going to be in Villa Park over the next coming weeks and I cannot flip and wait. So uh, <laughs> that's that's probably the best thing uh, to come out of the last few weeks. So if any of you guys are over there and I get to see you, give me a thumbs up, come over, say hello. Um, I'm going to be, ch- be delighted to chat to you. I don't know. I'll definitely be over there for the Norwich game and probably two more in between. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do us for today. Um, anything else, Paddy, you know? No. No news. So. No yeah, news. that is. That's it. I, I'm struggling. I'm wrecked tired. I'm just after looking at the clock there and I was wondering why I was so tired. So, uh, guys, thanks a million once again. I'm struggling to finish this podcast and I need to shut up talking. Uh, but thanks a million. You've been legends all the way through the whole transfer window. We will be back with a Leeds preview and that will be coming very soon. We're not playing Leeds. No, it's next Wednesday. Jesus, I'm, looking, Wednesday, at, I'm yeah. looking at the clock there. It's next Wednesday. We'll be back over the weekend with a Leeds preview and, uh, you know, the dust will have settled on some transfers. Who knows? We might get something in the next 18 minutes before the window closes. Um, and the Scottish window doesn't close till 12 o'clock. So just in case Glenn Kamara does find his way down, um, we might come back at 12 o'clock. He, he can't come to us, sure Probably not. I don't know. No, I don't think he can come to us. Offer sheets, Paddy. What is it about the offer sheet was with the Premier League office by X time? You know, how many times? Yeah, 17 minutes. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm happy enough if that one doesn't happen. So... Leave it as it is. Exactly. Exactly. Right, guys. Thanks a million. Enjoy the rest of your night. Have a fantastic next few days of a bit of a simmer down from from football and we'll ramp it back up again for the Leeds game. You've been legends. Thanks a million. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.